danger. It's dangerous. Hey, everybody, come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. I was so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Andy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, man. How y'all feeling this morning? Y'all good? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I spent the day getting my car service yesterday because. I was having issues with one of my tires, and I think I, wonder why. I got, I know. Well, you know what? They said there was a nail in one of my tires. I thought it was just one tire, but there was a nail in one of them. There was an issue with another one. You know, it's bad driving in New York City. So no, I ended up having to get bad. all four of my tires replaced. Yeah, I, but I, I wonder have tire why. I have tire insurance, and I did that just because, you know, the streets are bad here. No, the streets aren't that bad. Tire, now, ins- it- tire insurance is very important, too, because tires be expensive, boy. Yes, they do. Exactly. But now, let me tell you about Yee. Now, Yee um, oh, lives gosh. in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is not that bad right now. It hasn't been snowing. There's not that many potholes. So one day we were There's at the a, juice whoa, bar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's so many potholes. And you hit, them, and you hit them all. Like, some people dodge them, Yee hits them. Now, let me tell you. So we... We're at the juice bar. Yee just purchased a new home. Yee was like, Envy, you want to see the new crib? I'm like, yeah. She was like, where is it? Up the block. I said, okay, take it. Let's go. She's like, all right, hop in. So, you know, on the way to a crib, there might have been four little potholes and two speed bumps. And Yee hit all of them. And not all of them slowly. Like, she was aiming for them. Like, it was Mario Kart. And that was the the whatever she needed to get extra points. And Yee went over them things doing 30 miles an hour. So now I know that's the reason why you needed tires. Cause you don't slow now, down. So you don't you don't think that four potholes in the in this course of a few blocks is a lot? You aim them. You aim for them. You go for no. them. Like you aim for it. Well, anyway, the moral of the story is: thank goodness for tire insurance. That's why I have it. <laughs> hey man, cool story. Fantastic tale, guys. Just wanted to tell y'all. That's exactly what I wanted to hear this morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I mean, a lot, of people have, a lot of people have car issues. You want to tell us about your brake pads next? I spent the whole day. <laughs> I, I know she ain't got no brakes. I, I know she ain't got no How's the alternator going, guys? <laughs> she has no clue about the alternator. You know? And I damn know, I know she needs brakes. But I'm kind of upset last night. I fell asleep. And you know it's Monday, right? Today's Tuesday. Bachelor Tuesday. Mondays. I oh, missed the Mondays? I missed the Bachelor last night, man. Mm. It's Nobody a black bachelor, right? Yeah, black bachelor. It's the first time my mother ever watched Bachelor in 25 years. I seen a text that my mother sent my wife. It was like, he's handsome. Yes, my, yeah, okay, mom. Oh, so I'm talking about her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, this is a good story. Now, this is a good story. Now, I'm interested. So, you text your, your mom texted you and said, he's handsome. You replied back, yes. So, like, YA with a bunch of S's. No. That's what you I, just said. That's what just came I out said of your mouth. I said, my mom texted gear. No, he you ain't say nothing about gear, nigga. I ain't hear nothing about no damn gear. Don't now, try to, now, he's, don't, now he's interested. You know exactly. Don't try to insert you know gear in this. No. We have a special yeah, guest hey, joining hey, us. Hey, you want to go back to talking about tires? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Goodyear, okay? What about Michelin? You a Michelin man? <laughs> I know. A lot of people have to deal with tires. In yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, a lot of people do. Not just me. 
Let's get the show started. You guys are crazy. <laughs> so we have uh, Bevy Smith joining us this morning. That's right, Bevelations. She's got a new book out called Bevelations. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Bevelations stories from a mama, an auntie, and a bestie. Yeah, bestie. Yep. Yeah. Now, yeah. for people that don't mother, know who Bevy Smith not a, is, not a mother, mother, not mommy. There you go, mother. Tell them who Bevy Smith is for people that don't know. Bevy is an OG. I mean, Bevy's done a little bit of everything. She's been in the fashion world. She used to work Correct. at Vibe Magazine back in the day. She's just an OG. Rolling Stone, right? She Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, uh, she, she, she works. She, she, she was on Page Six for a while. Yes. Uh, is Page Six still come on? I don't even know. She's got her own radio show on Sarah Satellite Radio on Andy Cohen's network. Bevy's just a, a Harlem OG with a story to tell, and that's why she's got a book out today. That's right. So we're going to talk with Bevy Smith, and then we got Front Page News. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, Yes, we are going to be talking about when are you able to go back out, what Dr. Fauci has a prediction on when these concert venues and theaters could return. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with the House Democrats. They're planning to vote tomorrow to impeach Donald Trump. And they're setting up an impeachment vote one week after these rioters over, incited by Donald Trump overran the Capitol Police. So they'll vote. Uh, the House is voting this evening on a resolution urging Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment. And then they plan to vote Wednesday at 9 a.m. on the impeachment resolution. Uh, I have no faith in Democrats. You know what I'm saying? Democrats are soft, especially after I saw uh, that a couple of the police officers, one who let people in and another who took selfies at the Capitol building with the rioters, they got suspended. Suspended? Yeah, that's crazy. That's it? Suspended? Not yeah, fired? Is- not arrested? Suspended? I don't have no favorite in Democrats. They too soft. So they even suspended the one that they said took them around Capitol Hill? I don't, I don't, I just know that the one who took a selfie with them got suspended and one who, uh... What a MAGA uh, uh, No, they said one who ushered them in. Yeah, so that's the one that t- took them around Capitol, told them where to go. They only wow. got suspended? They only got suspended. But is it just, are they investigating Man, there's no or? investigation, yeah, that's they a, that was a terrorist act. Yeah, no, that, was, that was an act of truth. I'm just asking. Not doing anything else. That's Man, it. Imagine, imagine, imagine if, imagine if Al-Qaeda, real Al-Qaeda and not Al-Cracker invaded the Capitol and one of the police officers there took a selfie with a member of Al-Qaeda. I told Al-Qaeda where to go. Do you think they would have gotten suspended? No. Imagine if you, on, if you worked at the bank and you got somebody in the bank you all mm-hmm. the time on camera and, and end up getting suspended and then they do Man, an investigation. No, this was different. This is this is total this is this was a had act to take of treason. Government. Yes. Yeah. They raided the Capitol building while every single member of Congress was in there. This was different, man. No, we know good and well that if that was Al Qaeda and one of the people in there took a selfie with him, one of the police officers, they wouldn't have got suspended. They'd have been fired, arrested, locked up for treason. I mean, I would I would hope that still is could potentially happen, but well, okay, all right. Now the FBI is warning armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals in DC, and so they have received that information. So right now, this uh, news is coming as security measures are also being stepped up ahead of inauguration day, which, as you know, is the 20th. There's federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies preparing for the possibility of more violence after what happened at the Capitol. There's definitely going to be more violence if there's no consequences and repercussions for what happened last week. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you see in the feds picking people up, but I mean, it just don't seem like it's any real harsh punishments being laid down. I mean, even when you get arrested, I know those things take time, but I'm, I don't even hear people talking like these folks is about to get 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They don't seem years. nervous or scared. I, I, that, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they treating this nonchalant like it's just another headline, like it's just another thing that happened in our country. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset and you need to vent, 800-585-1051. Maybe you had a bad night last night. Maybe you fell asleep and missed the bachelor. Whatever it may be. Maybe you were stuck at your um, service in your car for six hours. Some, that would be me. Six hours and, um, is a long time just to change some tires, I just want to say. Or maybe right now everybody has COVID fatigue. And uh, like I was saying earlier, Dr. Fauci is saying that things could return in the fall thanks to the vaccine. But we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> Tell Dr. Fauci, streets is open. Folks is out here, bro. Yeah. Some, hey, in some places, Dr. Fauci, people back shaking hands and hugging. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's seen Atlanta, Dr. Fauci. But anyway, get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the one and only. It's The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Uh, good morning, family. This is Mike. What I don't understand is how all these people even got that close. Because if there was black folks out there, we would have made it nowhere near any of them steps. Well, it's called white privilege. It's called white privilege, and it's called being an inside job, sir. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can see that, but... This is just going to get blown under the rug. I don't even think anything's going to happen to these people. And that's going to be very yeah, sad. Listen. If there's no consequences or repercussions for what happened last week, it's only going to get worse. But I just wanted to say I listen to y'all show every day, man. I love it. Gets me through my morning. Well, thank we you. Appreciate we appreciate you, you. Thank you so much. Thank you, King. Hello, who's this? This is Todd calling you from Cleveland. Todd, what's up? From Cleveland, home of the Browns. Congratulations on y'all win another day. I don't know if you're a Browns fan, though. Man, I'm down with the Browns and the Dog Pound. Believe that. There you go. For real. Congrats right. on y'all winning the other day, man. And I'm looking forward for this odds. The Vegas are posting saying the Chiefs are um, 10-point favorite. That's going to drop by Friday. Waiting for the injury report. Yo, Angela Yee, MV, and Charlemagne the God, in pursuit of the healthy maximization of an efficient government, the, trying to impeach Donald Trump is not a good move. These are the reasons why. Okay. There's no less than 175 bills introduced by the House of Representatives just this month. Today is the 12th. It does, it's not just a matter of those things having simple votes made on them. There has to be a lot of arguments and discussions about where there needs to be amendments to bills and bills dropped off or other things connected to the bills that these guys have, these people have to be involved in. And there's hundreds of thousands of millions of people waiting for some of these things to get done. And they're going to affect their lives directly, unlike this, which is not going to affect much of anybody's life directly. So they need to go to work on, they need to be working on that and primarily those things in place of somebody who's going to be out in less than 10 days and connecting him to a riot where if you pay attention to his words, none of his words were moving in the direction of the incitement of a riot. He kept saying peaceful and patriotic. These people operated in their own free will, and it was clear that they were operating in their own free will, and most of them were pranksters, because if they were truly trying to make a point of correct, making a correction of government, they wouldn't be in there tearing things up and stealing. They would have been in there making foolish proclamations about what should have happened and why it should have happened on the Senate floor, or rather on the House of Representatives floor when they got there, and that's not what they were doing. So they were pranksters. There were suckers being driven by people that were standing behind them, figuratively speaking, but financially speaking, to get them to move in the direction they wanted them to move just to make some, drum up some sensationalism. Be clear on this. It's a bad move. Pay attention to who gets lawyers, who's paying those lawyers, 
and get attention to who gets lawyers and won't acknowledge who's paying their lawyers, you'll get a better understanding of why this is happening. You can't put this off on the president this time. Nah, this is this. I mean, this, he has a lot to do with it. And I mean, listen, there have to be consequences and repercussions to what he incited last week. And, you know, there was a great article in the Washington Post uh, called Pre-Nazi Germany Tells Us to Fight to Save American Democracy. It's just the beginning. If they don't lay the smack down, bro, what's next? What do these people do next? You know what I'm saying? After mm-hmm. we saw last week. Like, nah, you got you to gotta be some some very harsh repercussions and consequences. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Envy, man? This is Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Jeremy, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, what's up, man? First, I want to say good morning to all y'all. Um, so, look, I'm going to make a long story short, man. So, I'm dating this girl, and um, I'm just getting to say, she, she's, a real, she's a real sweet girl. But um, I want y'all to tell me if I'm nitpicking or not. You know what I'm saying? So, these are some of the things that bother mm-hmm. me while we in this relationship. So, okay. first off, um, I'm a Christian man. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect or nothing like that, but... She doesn't really have that same desire as I do. So, and I'm being vulnerable right now to y'all. She don't really have okay. that same desire that I do, what that she, I have, you know what I mean? Like I, What, she think Jesus know, is have, overrated? <laughs> no, no, she just ain't got no desire for it, you know what I mean? She don't have that, that fire for it, you know what I mean? Like, I try to listen to this sermon, you know, just like, hey, you want to listen to this? This is a good one. She like... Mm, no, nah, I'm all right. You know, so that was the first thing. <laughs> she don't want to hear Bishop T.D. Jakes. She like, throw that goddamn, want... throw that damn Jasmine Sullivan on. <laughs> Make a whole yeah, out of me, exactly. damn it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, boom, so that, that's it. That's the first thing. The second thing, man, you know, it's a difference between a bad kid and a disrespectful kid. She got a little girl, and I, I'm not, a, I don't have any kids, but I'm not opposed to stepping up when the father's not around. You know what I mean? If I'm dating a woman, then, you know, your daughter's got to be there, too. But she's a little girl disrespectful, and the mama don't even do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? How, like, old, is her, girl, how old is her daughter? Her, her daughter's only six. I give her the benefit of the doubt. But it's like little things like the little girl ran outside with no shoes on in the parking lot. It's glass out there. You know what I'm like? Hey, like, Absolutely. She's on. She looking at me like I'm crazy. You not my daddy? I'm like, okay. All hey, right. And you can't <laughs> even pray for the oh. little girl because her mama don't believe in God. <laughs> Come on, bro. And then, and then, like, lastly, like, um, I'm a truck driver, man. So, you know, I'll be on the road or whatever. When I come in town, I like to take out and stuff like that. So one day I asked, I want to take it to this nice restaurant. I live in Oklahoma City. Took it to this, I want to take it to this nice restaurant. I'm like, yeah, baby, have a night out, blah, blah, blah. She come home. Baby, baby pulled out some sweat and some slides. I'm like... I'm all dressed up. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm not used to dressing up. And I, I don't know if I'm nitpicking. The reason I say I don't know if I'm nitpicking is because, um, you know, I, my last relationship, I it, it broke my heart. So I don't, and, and this is the first relationship I got into. So I don't know if I'm nitpicking because of that and I'm not healed because I think, I believe I am, or these are real sound things to be like, you know what, we may not clicking the way you know what I mean should I give her the benefit of the doubt and try a little bit longer we only been dating. I mean what do you what do you like about her you just told us all the things you don't like <laughs> is there anything you like about her yeah well she is sweet she's very sweet she's very giving um for Christmas like she know I like the Lakers she got me like a Lakers hoodie 
You know what I mean? Like she looked out for me. You know she, you know, look for me for you know whenever I'm coming in town. Like she's a sweet girl. I'm not saying nothing bad's wrong with her personality. You know what I'm saying? She okay. ain't she ain't ratchet. She ain't out there turning up or everything like that. It's just these things are kind of. You know what I'm saying? I'm 30. I ain't got no kids, so I ain't got time to be playing. When I'm dating somebody, I'm dating because I want to <laughs> take it somewhere. You feel me? I'm gonna well, be honest with you. You sound, you sound like this is your first time dating a hood chick. You sound like you've never been with a Project Princess in your life. She don't believe in God, and she's got an independent three-year-old. What's the problem? Now he, you're not saying that she doesn't believe in God. She just doesn't want to have to go to church, right? Or yeah, yeah, she she's not have, as... She don't have that she don't have that desire, that burn. And listen, Charlamagne, bro, I'm from Duval. You can't get, I, I didn't dealt with the most ratchet females ever. Yes, so you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Women you know in Jacksonville what? got bulletproof weaves. Let's let's put them on hold because we, we ain't got that much time. We got to put you on hold, brother, and then he's going to help you. I ain't no need time. to put them on hold. We ain't got no answers for him. Yeah. here in Florida. You got to do, you're dealing with a Florida hood no, 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 no. chick. I, I, I live in Oklahoma now, right now, but oh. look, just... Just try to give me y'all best advice, man. Maybe later on I'll keep listening to something. And Charlamagne, bro, can you send me one of your books, man, for I'm, real? I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to send you a copy of Shook One Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. It te- it, it's, a, it's, a journal, both, it's a journal of my experiences in therapy, and it sounds like you're going to need some. Man, come on now. Because y'all please try to answer a little bit later. I don't care if it's a quick one-minute little eh, 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 just to get it. I'm going to pray to the God that your girlfriend don't believe in, and I'm going to pray for you, okay? <laughs> Hold on, brother. Hold on. You hold on. Goodness gracious. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and since we're talking relationships, we'll tell you about a couple who just recently filed for divorce. They are two kids in, and looks like things didn't work out. My goodness. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Bill Belichick. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Bill Belichick has rejected Donald Trump's Presidential Medal of Freedom. He said he will not accept it. And that's all because of the riots that happened at the U.S. Capitol. So he did a whole statement. Um, He said, recently, I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which I was flattered by out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients. Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award. Uh, I mean, that's great. But, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick voted for Donald Trump. If he didn't vote for him, he wrote a letter encouraging people in Massachusetts to vote for him back in 2016. I mean, it's never too late to do the right thing, but come on. Nah, this is a perfect example of, of I don't need you anymore. You have 10 more days. What, what do I need Donald Trump for? Absolutely. That's what, what do I need I, him for? I, I, can't, I can't give these people applause for making the right choice now. They should have made the right choice back in 2016, especially when in his letter he told Donald Trump, you have dealt with an unbelievably slanted and slanted. negative media. Mm-hmm and have come out beautifully, and your leadership is amazing. It's like, eh. Like I said, it's never too late to do the right thing, but you can't escape Trump that easily, buddy. You're part of the problem. All right. Well, he's not getting... And, you know, there were other people that actually afterward did accept those uh, presidential medals, medals of freedom, so he wasn't the only person that was going to get one. Other people did accept theirs. All right, now, um, Disneyland is going to become a mass COVID-19 vaccination site. So that's going to be in Anaheim. And a lot of that has been closed since the pandemic. But now they're saying the site will become operational later this week. And they said there will be a mass COVID-19 testing operation at Dodger Station that will be phased out this week. 
so that the sports arena is turned into a large-scale vaccination location. That's going to make for some great jokes in the hood. All the anti-vaxxers telling their homeboys, take your goofy ass on out to Disney World then and get the vaccine with your goofy ass. That's going to make for some great jokes in the hood. But I'm bumped. All right, Latoya Luckett and her husband, Tomicus Walker, they got married in 2017. Uh, They have announced that they are getting divorced. So they've been married for three years. Their son, they just had a son just four months ago, Tyson Wolf. Mm-hmm. And according to Latoya Luckett, she said, after very prayerful consideration, Tomakis and I have decided to get a divorce. It is my deepest desire for us to be loving co-parents and keep a peaceful environment out of respect for our children. Now, Tomakis Walker also made a statement. Latoya and I have decided to divorce. This was a very difficult decision. We remain committed to our family as co-parents, and we ask that you please respect our privacy and the safety of our children at this time. Then he posted, to any married couple, trust that God can work things out despite what might be the present state right now. God is the only person that can change the circumstances. I never wanted a divorce, but outside forces can create a lot of confusion. For the record, I never stepped out on my wife. And then he went on uh, to post, and for all the friends or family that's saying I didn't like him anyway, guess what? I didn't like your stinky ass either. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, I promise Yeesh. y'all, I promise y'all, though, for all the couples going through divorces, we don't need press releases. You know what I'm saying? That's y'all business. Like, we don't need... Like, who y'all explaining to? I really do wonder that. Like, who did, who did they be explaining to? I think sometimes to? it's like if, like for instance, if, if you see Latoya luck it out with somebody else, if she's dating again or she's with, you know, somebody else, she wants to say, hey, I, I, I'm just letting you guys know so you're not reporting to the blogs or, you know, making things strange oh, and, and uncomfortable. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they oh, were so- on um, the T.I. Friends and Family Hustle show together, so sometimes you want people to know. So when you see him out doing things, you're not like, he's cheating Correct. So sometimes you got to just put that statement out there. All right. Now, Steve Kerr talks about the time that he got to fine Drake $500. And uh, he talked about what happened. Here's what he said. We were flying to L.A. and we all got to the airport. And Steph and Draymond weren't on the plane. Steph said, oh, my fault. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm with Drake and, and Draymond. We're at the arena still. We're, we for, we're, sorry, we're late. And we had a, we had a team rule at the time that you could bring a friend on the plane, you know, a couple times a year. Drake got on the plane that night with Draymond and Steph, and I fined all three of them uh, for being late, and Drake paid his $500 fine. Now, that's a great story. <laughs> okay, I wonder what the Canadian or American dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Drake probably paid for everybody. He had to. You had me late. All right. Everybody. And get ready for Basketball Wives Season 9 is coming out, and that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be uh, pretty shortly. I can't believe it's been nine seasons I of thought Basketball it was, like it been I thought it was way February, Yeah, me too. February 9th is the date that it's returning, and the trailer just came out yesterday. Listen. Wait. What? Right? So much time has gone by. Why don't we get a mansion? So you going to invite all the ladies, huh? Let's just put that behind us and stop the nonsense. I'm not taking no It's us against the world. I feel like that show has been on my whole life. Nine, yeah, and not to mention nine seasons and not one real basketball wife on there. Not <laughs> one of them, Not one of them is married to a damn oh, basketball no, player. Not now. Okay. Who else is on there this year? Jackie yeah. Christie. Oh, she's married oh, to she's a basketball married. player. Yeah, she yeah, married she is. Basketball. She's married to Doug Christie. She's a real basketball player. Uh, so wife. this season, Evelyn Lazada is back. Shawnee O'Neill is back. Jennifer Williams is back. Jackie Christie's back. Malaysia's back. Uh, Kristen Scott. And then OG. Uh, Febby Torres, 
And then we have some new people. Liza Morales is joining. And you know Liza Morales. She used to date Lamar Odom. They have children together. And then also Nia and Noria Dorsey are so, the other new people. So this show is ex-basketball-wise, really? Well, some of them are. Okay. They're not bringing back Bonnet Chronicles, Tammy Roman? They bringing back everybody I else? Tam, I don't think Tammy wanted to go back. Oh, Tammy God. busy. Tammy on, uh, she's she shooting Miss Pat's show, I believe. I think okay. they I think they're in production on Miss Pat's sitcom. Drop on the clues bombs for Miss Pat. I love Miss Pat. Miss Pat hit me the other day to check up on me. I love Miss Pat. Come on, Miss Pat. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, we'll give you some more updates on the coronavirus pandemic and also the vaccine. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with some coronavirus updates. Now, the U.S. has averaged more than 3,000 COVID-19 deaths per day for the past week, and they have reported more than 200,000 new infections for seven straight days. So far, nearly 9 million people have gotten their first shot of the more than 22 million COVID-19 vaccine doses that have been distributed in the United States so far. Moderna believes the vaccine should protect people for at least a year from coronavirus and then you know you have to get two shots so they're saying that it's you get the first shot and then a month later you get the second but they're saying even if it takes longer than that it should still be effective and they're also testing to see if adding a third dose which they call a boost might actually extend that protection so it's going to be like the flu you got to get it every year yeah that's what it's i believe so like. yeah every year hmm. and they were saying i believe this you know one of the companies can protect against the mutating strand. Is that true to you? Did you hear anything about that? What they're saying with the mutating strand is that it just spreads quicker mm -hmm. or easier, and that's the difference. Mm -hmm. But they're not saying that right now, because it's pretty new here. I think only, like, so far they have, like, 70-something people here that they've found that have it, so I'm sure they're still trying to figure that out. But and why three what they're shots? saying so far. You don't think three shots is excessive? Well, they're saying the third shot would be a boost, so they're trying to see if it will extend it past the year that it protects you. So they're still examining those things. <laughs> they want to extend the warranty past the year. <laughs> you got to pay a little extra if you want to extend the warranty, yeah. I saw that some teachers were upset that, you know, teachers are essential workers, and so they're one of the first people that are going to be getting this shot. But they were upset that some of the teachers who are virtual teachers are on the same list as the teachers who are in person. Well, they're not going to be on a virtual list for long. I mean, I think they're going to only be in a virtual for a little time. And then when it's, once people start getting the vaccine, they're going to have to go back to work, correct? So it's, they're going to have to work. All I know is I know a lot of essential workers, man, uh, especially doctors. I've had quite a few doctors tell me don't take the first round of, of, of COVID shot, okay? I was getting my uh, corn shaved on my right pinky toe last week, and uh, the podiatrist told me that as well. <laughs> not to take the shot. Not to take the shot. You know, yesterday you wouldn't tell us what she said, but now you feel comfortable telling us, so she no, said no, don't no, take no. the shot. No, I wouldn't tell you her name. That's what I wouldn't do. But, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> and uh, Donald Trump has declared a state of emergency in D.C. The mayor of D.C. is also saying to avoid D.C., because of inauguration is coming up. And so Donald Trump has declared that state of emergency, citing the emergency conditions surrounding Joe Biden's inauguration. So... <laughs> Even that is like a, that's a dog whistle. Even though he's, he's absolutely positively correct based off what we saw last week, but that's still putting a, a MAGA signal in the air. 
You know what I mean? It's a jar. You know the bat signal? You got a jar of mayonnaise mm-hmm. in the air right now telling everybody what to do on Inauguration Day. That's what it seems like. Right, and they are warning that there are the FBI has received notification that there could be armed protests being planned at all 50 state capitals in Washington D- and in Washington, D.C. What's scary about that is you don't know who to trust. You don't know who's in on it. You know what I mean? You don't know if members of the FBI are in on it. You don't know if members of, you know, the, the, the security at the Capitol is in on it. You don't know who's who in these situations anymore. You just don't. Mm-hmm. All right, now... Um, in addition to all of that, House Democrats are planning to vote tomorrow to impeach Trump. So they're setting up an impeachment vote, and uh, the House will vote tonight on a resolution that's urging Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from power. Then they'll vote tomorrow at 9 a.m. on the impeachment resolution. All Mike that, Pence has been very loyal to Donald Trump. They said they hadn't been speaking in quite some time until yesterday. I'm, I'm with all consequences and repercussions uh, that, that that come Trump's way um, for, for what happened yesterday, but I just don't feel like that's strong enough. Like, I really think that they should be talking about, you know, locking Donald Trump up. Like, I, I think they should really be talking about pursuing criminal charges against him. I think that's the only way you prevent something like this from happening in the future to really, 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 really drop the hammer on him. Door. Yeah, Door I mean, style. I think they should do. I think they should do both. They should impeach him and also then lock him up. They should impeach him. Twenty fifth Amendment, lock him up. Everything. I believe that also after you're president, don't you get a salary for the rest of your life? Still, and no you idea. get protection. I've never heard of that. I think you still get protection. I don't know about a salary. You still though. got. You still got to give him protection though. Yeah, you still get protection. He, 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 he is a former. Even president. if you get him. Even if you get it impeached. Yeah, I, I, he, yeah, you still got to have. The, protection. the reason I still say you got to give him protection because he's still a former president. He knows a lot of secrets. You know, what if he gets kidnapped by, you know, foreign foreign opposition and tortured for all the secrets? You still got to protect him. Yeah, they said you get a pension. Former presidents receive a pension equal to the pay that the head of an executive department would be paid. So they said as of 2020, it's 219,000 per year. And it starts immediately after your departure from office. That's good money. They should just give him a stimulus check, though. Instead of the $219,000 a year, just give him $600. Well, he get $2,400 because he got a couple of kids. Oh, (laughs) got you, got you, got you. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Bev Smith will be joining us. Bevy Smith will be joining us. Now, for people that don't know who she is, you want to give us a little update of uh, a rundown of who she is and what she does? Uh, well, Bevy has a new book that's out today. She used to work at Vibe Magazine, then she went over to Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she's done a lot in the world of fashion, and she did Page Six TV mm-hmm. and all of that. She became a personality after working in publishing. Her book all is right. called Bevelations, Lessons from a Mother, Auntie, and Bestie. All right, so we're going to kick it with her when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line this morning. We have Bevy Smith. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for uh, joining us, even though it's Zoom. You know what I mean? Zoom don't do you no justice, Bevy. Thank you, baby. I'm, I'm meant to be taken in, live and uncensored. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, congratulations on the new book, Bevelations. Hey, lessons from a mother, auntie, and bestie. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You know where that title came from, that subtitle? Where? So the mother is what my gay sons call me. Okay. The auntie is what all my young girls that watch me on TV or see me on social media and hear what I talk about my real life experiences. Mm-hmm. That's what they call me. 
And then the best is for my contemporaries to see me on TV and like, well, I want to take a trip with her. Oh, I want to mm. hang out with her. I want to have cocktails with her. So that's where it came from. It's the relatability of the Bevy Smith situation, situation. Now, now, some women don't like to be called auntie. Why, why doesn't that bother you? Well, I, no. If you're too old, you can't call me auntie. That's why I said my young girl. Young girl, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so you can't be 40 and up talking about Auntie Bev. Like, that's not going to work. So the book is out today. So so why was it time to write Bevelations? It was time to write Bevelations because they gave me a book deal, Envy. You know what I mean? They, Besides they, the money and the book deal. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, because honestly, it was a culmination of the 15-year journey it took for me being a, a, a really successful fashion advertising executive, first at Vibe Magazine, and then at Rolling Stone Magazine, and then I quit at the age of 38, at the like height of my career, to like pursue this thing to become a media personality. And no one really believed that I could do it because, as we all know, media is a youth-oriented game. But I knew I could do it. I was like, I'm 38, but I, I can do it. I have that passion, I have that fire, I have that dream and desire. So. I just put the pedal to the metal, and 15 years later, Mama, I made it. And but this book represents the culmination of that journey, and so now it's on to the next one. Gotcha. It is so hard for people to take that leap. Sometimes you talk about first of all being at Vibe Magazine, but you had that amazing TNE expenses, everything paid for. You had carte blanche to everything, and for a lot of people, they get stuck in feeling that okay, I have it so great over here. When is it time for you to step out? and do your own thing. So how did you decide that it was time for you to leave behind all of the perks at Vibe to step out? Well, I was a miserable bitch because I was just really unhappy and I was making people around me unhappy and I just was like bored and, and I just couldn't get excited about anything. And in the book, I talk about, you know, like the salon song, Crazy in the Sky. I tried to, you know, shop it away. I tried to sex it away. I tried to drink it away. You know, I was doing everything to try and make myself feel better. But ultimately, I had to look inside myself and really discover what was it that I truly wanted out of life. And mm. what I really wanted was creative freedom. And, and being tethered to a nine to five job, no matter how fabulous it was, and how many perks I had was not gonna get me there. Is that what you call the ugly side of, of your beautiful life? That's the ugly side of my beautiful life. When you're like, you have everything that most people look at and say, Oh, that's a dream job. Because, you know, I'm, I'm from Harlem. I'm from 150th Street and 8th Avenue. But here I am sitting front row in Milan and Paris and New York. I'm jet setting all over the world. I'm flying first class. And I'm doing all these things in the late 90s, early 2000s. Man, why do you think in this industry it's so hard for people to walk away from situations that they know they're not happy at? Well, because it's it's the lights. It's the, the glitz and the glam. Also, too, I think a lot of times when you are coming from a place of um, humble beginnings, right? A humble background. You kind of feel ungrateful for saying that you don't want something that you, one, work so hard for, but then also, too, that most people that come from your background would be happy to have. I think comfortability, too. I think a lot of times it's, it's um, I'm in a comfort zone, you know? If That's I leave... I still got to pay my house note. I still got to pay my school loans. I still got to help family members. And if I leave, I might lose all of that, you know? Yeah, but, but you can't be afraid to lose something like that if you really believe in what you're said not to do. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, now, you know, in the book, I talk about broke but blissful. Mm -hmm. So I go from town cars every day to taking the bus. I go from, you know, $250 a night dinners to, you know, a can of salmon, you know, making salmon croquettes. 
So that was a that was a big part of the journey and a tough part of the journey. But the even better part about being broke but blissful was that I found out about who I really was inside, my tenacity, right? So I was able to create my business dinner with Bevy because I was broke. So I took what was at my hands and I had amazing relationships with celebrities and I had amazing relationships with fashion houses and I put those two things together and I created the business. I would have never thought of myself as an entrepreneur had I not gone broke. You know, I don't want to give too much of the book away, but, but what is the Red Soul Proposition? Oh, the red soul proposition. So, Angela, you 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 remember just at the beginning, probably of when you really saw the wearing your high heels and everything. But remember, Blonde used to be the shoe, right? Manolo yeah. Blonde, yep. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Louboutin, it felt like it came out of nowhere, right? Correct. And everybody was like, "I need a red soul. I need a red bottom, right?" Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what it's about. It's like, how did someone like Louboutin just come out of seemingly nowhere? and just snatch the issue position from Manola Blonde. And it was because they had that distinctive, we're the only ones doing it, red soul. Mm. So I'm asking you, what is your red soul? And the way you get to it is I ask three questions and they're really deep introspective questions. Who are you at your core? How are you being perceived? How would you like to be perceived? And you answer those questions and I take you through a whole thing in the book on how to get to those answers. And then that's how you define what makes you authentically you. And that's how you can use that as your selling point to create your personal brand. Now, can you really control how people perceive you though, Bevy? Okay, so in the book, I talk about the fact that now, of course, people are gonna have their own perceptions of you. And and we we can't take it all in, we can't absorb it. But if it's like 90 out of 100 people saying the same thing, you might want to check on that if you if you're not cool with what they're saying. But if you like being a bitch, if you like like you know being an ass, you know some people revel in that. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I'm the ass, I'm the bad guy, you know. Then have at it. But if that's not who, how you want to be perceived, then you can make some tweaks. And what I found is the tweak that I need to make was I had to start letting people see I was a human and that I had I had feelings because I had such um you know I was so entrenched in hip hop that I was so big bad from Uptown that, and I was so swagged out that people didn't even know I was like a sensitive person who actually had feelings and had family and all that. And now when you look at me, you see all of that. Hi, we got more with Beverly Smith. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Bevy Smith. Yee. You make so many sacrifices and you discuss that too. And I find that's something that a lot of us have had to do. And you feel like you have to make them when the truth is you can say no to things sometimes, right? And you discuss missing like really important milestones when it comes to your friends and your family. And sometimes you do have to say, okay, this is a great opportunity, but there's always going to be something amazing happening. And so it's okay to sometimes say no to certain things. So how do you manage that balance and know like what is more important? Sometimes work is more important and sometimes real life is more important. How did you deal with that? Well, you know, I'm so proud of myself because I really did learn that lesson. And I learned it the hard way from missing all these big milestone things. Like I talk about in the book, I miss my sister's wedding. You know, I miss my mom's, uh, lots of her birthdays. But like just recently, last year in February, um, my dad's 95th birthday was on February 8th. And I got a chance to be on Celebrity Family Feud. And they just happened to be taken on February 8th. Now in my own life, I would have been like, daddy, 
It's Celebrity Family Feud. It's ABC. You know, I'm trying to get in front of the network situations. So, Dad, I'm, I'm not going to be able to be there. And to my parent, to my parents' credit, they're the type of people that would definitely be like, go. Like, my mom was like, you should go, Beverly. Your dad understanding who, you know, you'll see him the next day. And I was like, no, this is 95th. And um, I called up Andy Cohen because I played on the Radio Andy team. And I said, you know, my dad's birthday is the 8th. I can't go and do it. And he was like, we'll change the date. So they changed the date. And I went to my dad's 95th. And thank God I did because, as you guys know from reading the book, he passed away of COVID in April. So Man. if I had missed that, now who, who would I be? Where would I be? I wouldn't be able to be doing this interview because I'd be living with regret. Right. Now, Bevy, as a fashion expert and somebody who came up during a time when there were not a lot of black people in that business, do you think that things have gotten better in that respect now? Because we see a lot of these mistakes that these luxury brands have made and then they have to call in and try to figure out a way to fix and right their wrongs. And then you also talked about how fashion plays into the insecurities that we have. So I just want to know, what do you think improvements have been made with that? Well, you know, I think that we have to keep our foot literally on their backs to make them give us what we deserve. Urban culture is pop culture. That's we right. move the crowd. Us being fly was not a fluke. It was literally in our cultural DNA. And so they need to respect that and understand that. And so we can no longer be okay with just like taking scraps. That's the reason why I respect what Kirby is doing over at Pia Moss. Um, I respect um, um, Telfar. Um, I respect the guys who are going out there and being real renegade about it and in your face. And we all have to know that. We have to know that we have power. You know, Bevy, COVID was hard on so many people's um, mental health. I read an article, you know, where you was talking about, you know, how you were dealing with your mental health during the pandemic. How, how did you maintain, especially after the passing of your father? Yeah, that was tough. And, you know, honestly, Charlamagne, I don't think any of us are really have really dealt with Oh, because we're still in the middle of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to be years of us that are going to be dealing with the repercussions of COVID. Also, too, for any of us that had COVID, you know, we don't really know how we will progress as time goes on. There are people that have lingering um, effects, and then there are people that are talking about, you know, maybe later on down the line, you might have heart issues and different things like that. Also, the other part of it is just mentally, we're still under duress. And so for me, it's so funny because as soon as COVID started, I got back into therapy. Like I got back into therapy in March, top of March, and then I got COVID like maybe March 13th. Wow. So that's what I did because I really needed that. That's that's what really helped me. And then of course my family and my friends, but certainly that therapy, especially after my dad died, I desperately needed someone to talk to because you know it was just so surreal. It's like I got well, and then my dad passed. It was bonkers. Were you able to go to the funeral? That was awful too, Charlemagne. Like, my mom is like was ninety two at the time. She's ninety three. Her birthday was just on January eighth. So Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Mama. Uh -huh. And you know, so the doctors were like, "Your mother should not go," because again, it was April, so they really didn't know anything about the disease at that point. And my mother was like, "I cannot not show up to my husband's funeral more than fifty years. Like, that's not going to happen." We put her on a hazmat suit. We could not sit near her. She had to sit in the pew by, I'm a, a, you know, yeah, a pew by herself. We had no one speak at the funeral. We had everyone speak via Zoom. I was able to get a second COVID test to find out that I was, I was negative, so I was able to go. But there were other members of my family that were sick and could not attend. Well, you know, that's what you, you got to celebrate a life like that forever. You know what I mean? You can't, can't leave it to that one ceremony called a funeral. 
Yes, sure. You know what I want to ask? When you were when when you were heavy into the fashion thing and you were traveling back and forth, how difficult was it for you? Because I know it's difficult for women, but being a black woman, I, I know it had to be even crazier. And, and like I, I seen what they said about Alexander Wang the other day and, and some of the things that you know people had to deal with around him. What did you have to deal with? I, I'm, I'm sure it had to be crazy. You know what? It wasn't ever in your face crazy like that. Um, and I think because the Vibe Tribe was so deep and we would roll so deep and we would roll with like celebrities. You know, like Vibe took Pop the, the Milan and we took um, T.I. the Milan. We took a lot of big celebrities to Milan and everything. So we we were so coveted in that space. The one thing I will say is that there was the the microaggressions that happened, right? Um, there, and it was you know one of those things where we always had to fight to make sure we ensured that we got the right table at the right restaurant, the right front row, you know, seat, you know, all those kind of things. We would have to always, like I said, keep our foot on their backs and make sure that they were giving us what we deserved. And we did not accept any shorts. And then, um, you know, Emil Wilberkin, shout out to him, who was the fashion director first, and then he became the editor-in-chief of Vibe. I remember when he did um, a really beautiful cover of Lil' Kim, and he literally couldn't get Blonix, even though she had a um, she had a beautiful outfit on, but when he called over to the Blonix office, they would not give shoes. And then Iman, who is best friends with Mr. Blonix, we let her know, and she pulled up and got all the shoes. But why did it have to go that way? That's right. right. Why did we have to flex and use a supermodel to get something done that, I mean, Kim was an international star, is an international star. Right. That should have been a no-brainer for them. Absolutely. But that's the kind of things that we used to have to go for. Was there a big difference with that when it came to Rolling Stone? Because you went to Rolling Stone after that. So would that call have gone differently? Well, Angela, the, the difference was, my love, is that at Rolling Stone, they didn't want to put black folks on the cover. So then you had the flip side, right? Mm -hmm. So that wouldn't even have come up because they wouldn't put no black people on the cover. Like back when I was there, it was crazy. They would rather put a dead beetle on the damn cover than Beyonce. Hey, hey. And they used to tell us black people don't sell magazine covers. That's exactly why I purposely get members of the Beatles wrong just to piss white people off. I'd be like, Elton John was in the Beatles. Sting was in the Beatles. I do that on purpose because I know how much they love the Beatles. Yes, that's like the holy grail right there. You can't mess with them. So, yeah, at, at Rolling Stone, it was just bonkers. And, you know, again, I was there in 2005, 2004. And why was I the only black person in any kind of management space? And I don't think they let you be black and be a receptionist. And, th and that's something else too, guys, that we have to talk about too, when it comes to racism. It's, it's weird, e we can't sometimes even get good entry-level jobs. Because right. if someone's a receptionist, that's the face of a, of a company. That's right. And they didn't want that, but they have you back there in the mail room and they have you being security. All right, now don't move, we got more with Beverly Smith. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club, good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We still have Beverly Smith joining us. Charlemagne, Yee. I, I want I want to ask you too, Beverly. Like you know, we live in this era now, especially like in I guess in the fashion industry. Like you know, beauty comes in so many different forms now, right? But but what ways does the fashion industry still like thrive on the insecurities of women? Oh wow, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. First of all, they did by the credo: if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So now body positivity is in. Now diversity of skin color is in. But those things are only in for them because it means that they get to make more money. Do they literally really care 
Like, you know, we saw um, over the holidays, all of these white magazines putting out their black gift giving guides. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these years, y'all have never paid any attention. Like, Angela, I'm sure you got called for so many different white fashion magazines. They all want to talk to you now. I'm sure you guys got called some white fitness magazines and fashion magazines and, and different things. Now they want to invite us to the party. And a lot of white corporations want to have you on to come talk about diversity. <laughs> but you know what though I will say about that, Angela? That's okay because they're giving us that nice fat. That's right. Know, check. So I come in and talk about diversity for my coin. And equity in a lot of these situations. Yes, exactly. So that's cool. Well, I'll, I'll take it that way. But I don't like these false platitudes of we need to do something. Y'all been needed to do something. I'll ask you one more thing too. So when it came to dating, because you talk, you did reference Cranes in the Sky, Solange's song, and Sex It Away and all of that, and we talk about balance, were you able to have a relationship while you were doing the things that you, while you were working the way that you were, because work was priority for you? Yeah, I was having lots of relationships. <laughs> so you said I was the original Lori Harvey. Hello <laughs> and good morning. <laughs> every, every young woman should be doing the Lori Harvey. Because one, you want to have good stories. You understand? <laughs> you want to have juicy stories. You know, in the book, I don't name names, but you know, I, I, I've, I've had my fair share of dalliances with known, well-known people. And, and that's nice. And so when I'm like 85 and 90 and I write another book, I'll, I'll do the Quincy Jones thing and I'll name names. <laughs> but right now, you know, I'm gonna keep it low. I'm not my doorbell. See, COVID time. So with that, so you don't got the ring? The ring? That's, that's surveillance. <laughs> she, that's how you can tell she's from Harlem. That's surveillance. Yeah, that's surveillance. <laughs> yeah you got to put it outside. So, so, you know, I'm from the olden days of the paid and full days. You know, we used to, we never went home the same way twice. I'm you like know? that now. See? Yo, hold on. Now, see, that's a good, I got an OG question for you then. How, how do you think social media has impacted everybody's overall quality of life when you come from that type of era? Um, I think social media is really good in the way that now we don't have to wait for the gatekeepers to open up the gates and let us in. We can build our own brands. We can um, have our own content and things like that. So that's awesome. The worst part to me about social media is I see the way it's tearing down the girls. You know, we all listen to Jasmine Sullivan's um, album, her new album, Hotel. Classic. Classic. Amazing. But when you're listening to it and they're talking about, you know, why they win and all that kind of stuff, why the girls, the Instagram chicks win and all that kind of stuff. I hate that because um, it's a false narrative. You know, it does feel like it when you're on there that those are the only kind of people that do win, but that's not true, but it's just perception versus reality. And so a lot of times the, the perception on social media is a false one. You know, uh, speaking, speaking of perception, why, why did you, like once again, I don't want to give away too much from Bevelations, but why did you hide the fact that you had a, successful advertising career when, when you were in the world of hip-hop? Sir, what value does that have in the streets? It's money. You're a boss. Well, I mean, that, I mean that, it's crazy because nowadays that would be so embraced. That, that now that would be so embraced. But back then, if you was a hot chick, you just a hot chick, and that's all that mattered. Yeah. Like, no one wanted to hear that, you know, you couldn't hang out because you, had, because you were NYU and you had a big test coming up. Oh, no one wanted to hear that you couldn't leave the club and go to Virginia Beach, which was one of our favorite things. Go to Virginia Beach or Myrtle Beach. You wouldn't take no clothes. Ooh, they ooh, clothes. Ooh, 
and you was a thought thought, man. Shut up. Being a caravan and everything. And look, you know what? Honestly, you didn't have to have sex. It was really an option because it would be so many of us that guys and kids. They just wanted the company. Everybody was young. Remember that too. Right. You know, Bevy, for a queen like you that has lived, uh, would you rather have Sierra's prayer or Lori Harvey's finesse? Uh, oh, um, no, I, I, I won't make a choice because it really does depend on what kind of girl you are. Because, see, the Lori Harvey, well, we don't even know how Lori Harvey is going to play out, by the way. Because mm-hmm. Lori Harvey might get it all done. Lori Harvey might do a casting on us. And, and get out while the getting is good, which is what I attempted to do in the book. Y'all see that, right? Mm-hmm. I got off the streets around 28, because that's when you age out. Um, <laughs> you age out. You don't want to stay too long at the party. I, you know, I think now probably you stay a little longer at the party, right, guys? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not outside. But I think people now age out probably around 35. 35. But in my day, it was you age out around 28. That's when you stop laughing at the jokes. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the book, I talk about some big hip-hop icon to go threaten to throw me out of a window at the Four Seasons Hotel because I told him that we were going to the VMAs and um, instead of coming back to his hotel because he was like, we going to do a barbecue. And I was like, well, there's no barbecue facilities at the Four Seasons on 57th Street. But see, if I had been a young girl, I would have been like, okay, yeah, we going to barbecue at the Four Seasons. <laughs> I was grown. And that meant I was too old to be outside like that because I could no longer laugh and, and think that that was cute. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And I mean, even if you look at Sierra, Sierra did the same thing. Sierra was with 50 and she was with Future and Bow Wow and she did what everybody does. She got grown and got married. That's what she happens. She had a great time at it. She had all the shenanigans. Before we go, Bevy, tell them, tell them what Bevelations means or is. Bevelations is really about the honesty, the authenticity. And so it, it comes from the fact that like when when I first started out, it was about revelations. I was doing um, a reporting thing on the street where you could ask people real life questions. And then when I got my radio show, it was it was based on the fact that I didn't want my guests to come on there and give me canned answers because a lot of times they're on these press junkets. So I was like, give me a revelation. And now the revelation relates to me. I'm giving you my revelations. This is my testimony. These are re- my real life lessons that I hope to impart to you because I learned it. You know, the hard way. I did all the and fumbles, and now you don't have to because you can just go buy the book and you'll have one up on the books. All right. That's right. Go out there and grab Bevy Smith's book, Bevelations Lessons from a Mother, Auntie, and Bestie. Uh, Bevy, you are a treasure. I appreciate you so much, value you so much. Thank you, my loves. I appreciate you guys too. It's so great to do this with you, and I love it. Thank you, Envy. Thank you, Charlemagne. Thank you, Angela. And, and I can't so wait till we can do it in person. Yeah, next time we see you in person. I know. Yeah, next time we'll do it in person. It'll be really good. I'll be smelling nice, everything. All right. <laughs> All right, All right Bev. Bev. Smith. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's wrong with you, man? Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast What's Club. Happening? I wish you guys could see behind the scenes what gets Charlamagne so damn excited, bro. Shut up. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Meg Thee Stallion. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. All right, well, VH1 has shown a video clip, and that video clip is Megan Thee Stallion auditioning for Love and Hip Hop. Here's what it sounded like. 
Well, that's dope. That's wow. life. You know, in life, you throw a whole bunch of things against the wall to see what sticks. She auditioned for Love and Hip Hop, but more importantly, in that clip, she spoke life into herself by saying she's going to be one of the hottest female rappers or whatever she said, and she did that. The power of intention is real. Salute to Meg Thee Stein for making her dreams a reality. But I wonder who from uh, Love and Hip Hop from VH1 didn't pick her. I mean... I mean, and people have... Well, I'm sure it worked out for the best for her, how it was supposed to. Now, has Meg done the Bust It Challenge yet? Meg really the LeBron James of busting it open. Just the genetic freak of nature. Her knees are just able to do things other people's knees aren't. Whenever she twerks, it reminds me of Michael Jackson's moonwalking. Has she done the busted challenge yet? Do you know whose challenge that is? Who? Whose song that is? No. Who? That's actually uh, Carl Crawford's new artist. Really? Oh, so she won't be oh, doing she's the definitely not going to be doing the busted challenge. <laughs> yeah, did y'all know that? You're not going to see that. I had no idea. I thought it was yeah. Nelly. <laughs> Okay, I thought you. I thought you was trying to. Think <laughs> it was Nelly. Right, but that's, um, that's Erica Banks. Am I yeah. tripping? Every time I click on click on these links, I see I hear Nelly. Well, yeah, she it's sampled a, it's a sample Nelly. Of Nelly. Yeah, she sampled oh. Nelly in the beginning of the song, and then her part comes in. <laughs> streets keep calling for me to do the busted challenge, but I don't want to break that in there. Who from the streets is calling you to do it? You? No. Oh, you text Not me. True. I did not tell you. A liar. <laughs> You're a liar. I think you should do it. We'd love to see what you have on after you bust it. <laughs> All right, now, Deadpool 3 <laughs> is coming, and they're saying it's going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ryan Reynolds is overseeing a script right now. Okay. They're not going to be filming this year, but Ryan Reynolds did screenshot a, a tweet featuring the news, and he said, first order of business, find the guy who killed Bambi's mom. Hashtag Deadpool 3. I love it. Drop one of Clues Bombs with Deadpool 3. And the most important part of that story is that it will be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't wait. All right, now let's get back to this Whoa. Soho Karen. Uh, let's discuss part two of her interview with Gail King. And Maya Ponsetto is her name. She's the one who attacked a 14-year-old and falsely accused him of stealing her phone. Now she said that she is not racist. Listen. I wasn't racial profiling whatsoever. I'm a woman. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm a woman of color. I'm Italian, Greek, Puerto Rican. You keep saying you're Puerto Rican. Does that mean that you can't be racist because you're saying you're a woman of color? Is that what you mean? Exactly. Well, I, I would disagree that people of color can be racist, too. Do you believe that you should pay a price for this? I don't feel that my accusation is a, is a, is a crime. Dramos defend your people. Can Puerto Ricans be yes, racist? Dramos. Yes, Dramos. I say yes, ask Dominicans. What'd you say? <laughs> yes, they can be racist. Okay. And of course, now yeah. she's saying that she's the one traumatized, even though this 14-year-old went through her yelling and accusing him. You seem to be not remorseful, to have no contrition. You have to understand, for this teenage boy who says that he was shattered, who said that he was traumatized, this I'm is a traumatized. You're traumatized too because... Yeah, and I'm sorry. I had, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. He is honestly... He, he's 14. And that's, what that's what they're claiming. Um, yeah, I'm 22. I've, I've lived probably just the same amount of life as him. Like, honestly. I'm just as a kid at heart as he is. My what? goodness. It's not this the woman the is brightest. crazy. Well, listen, in the next hour, we're going to get to what uh, Keon Harold Jr.'s parents 
had to say because they also did an interview, and we'll play that in the next hour. Yeah, I have to talk to my therapist about this situation because all I keep feeling this young lady needs is violence, and I don't want to feel like that. I felt like Gail should have backhanded her when she said enough, you know what I mean? And I'd feel like, you know, that, that young man's sister should have put hands on her or the mom or somebody. Well, Gail wasn't in person. They weren't in person. Oh, they weren't? No. Oh, okay. Well, my mama would have still found a way to backhand me through the goddamn computer. <laughs> All right. I remember one time I was on like aisle four, and my mom was calling me on like aisle three in a food line, and I said something under my breath, and it felt like her hand was like Mrs. Incredible, just came all the way around the island, just bow, backhand. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, who are you giving that donkey to, man? You know, there's a mom, speaking of moms, uh, Martha Chansley. You know, Martha Chansley is the mom of uh, one of the members of Owl Cracker. Okay, and she needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her this morning. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about uh, Donkey Today. Charlamagne, who you give Donkey Today to? Donkey Today went to uh, Marfa Chansley. She's the mother of Jacob Anthony Chansley. He's the guy that was dressed like, um, you know, uh, he, he didn't know whether he wanted to be a Minnesota Vikings fan or a New England Patriots fan. He had the horns and the fur and the paint, face paint, and she's crying about him not receiving organic food in jail. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051, would you support your son or your child? Like she's supporting her child. Uh, I'll start with myself. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My son did something stupid like her son, and and he got locked up for it. I would try to support him as much as possible. That, that's me as a dad. Yeah, if he <laughs> if he's used to organic food, I'm going to try. Why, why not? I'm, I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to try to get him out. I'm going to try to make sure he's okay and protected. Now, I'm going to whoop his ass for the dumb ish that he did, but I'm going to support my kid regardless. Aren't we supposed to as parents? Yeah, I mean, you I don't would stop, think so. Yeah, you don't stop loving a person. I mean, that's your child. You know, I I, I instill in my children that you know that there are consequences and repercussions to their actions. Um, but it is some things that you know we just really can't do too much for our kids about. You know, my dad would always tell me that trouble is easy to get into and hard to get out of, and this would be one of those situations. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's still my that's still my child. Yeah, no matter you know, what you do. Like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna jump out there and be unapologetic like Martha Chansley was and be like, you know, my my child did nothing wrong or you know, I support what my child did, but I will support my child in that situation. I can support Correct. my child without supporting what my child did. Correct. And and that's what I would do. And I mean, I, I know you've been in trouble before. I've been in trouble before. I think, you know, the first first person that was there for me to make sure and bail me out was my mother and dad. Like it was my mother and father. Now when we got home in that car. You know, they gave me hell, but, you know, in front of everybody, they stood there like, that's my son. I need to get my son out. And I think that's what any parent should do. What she did was fine. But saying that what he did wasn't bad was... Yeah, was that was wrong. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Him, her, her, her being unapologetic about what he actually did is the problem. Her being a mother and supporting her, her child... When, he, when he's down, I, I expect that. That's what mothers do. Mother's love is unconditional. Parents' now, love should be unconditional. Now, if the, if the son wanted to support Donald Trump, that's fine. If he wanted to go to the protest, that's fine. But then when you run into that building and do something illegal, now nah, you're on your own. You're stupid. You're dumb. I'm going to bust your ass when you get out. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. If there's any ass left from when you get out <laughs> of jail, mister. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Hello, who's this? 
Hi, this is Carrie from Florida. Hey, Carrie. Florida down here. Hey, are Carrie. You Caucasian? How are you? Clearly Caucasian, good, aren't you? Charlamagne. Good morning. Good, Charlamagne. good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. Are you Caucasian, are you Caucasian? Right? I am Caucasian. I am a white female down here in one tell. of the most prominent rich areas of Florida. All right. I- can't, or excuse me, sorry. I can't stand the um, things that are going on in the Capitol right now, and I think it's our biggest thing that we need to do as white people and allies with the BLM movement is to educate our children and to teach them that this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and that we have to stop. It has to stop. There is so much white privilege in this country. I just got into a huge conversation with some of my white friends and they said, oh, well, I grew up poor. I grew White privilege has nothing to do with poverty. That's right. White privilege is thinking that you can go into a Capitol building and do all the things that they did the other day. And walk that, right out. And walk right out. And well, do you have any kids? I can't find them. Come on now. Do you have any kids, mama? I do. I have an eight-year-old daughter. Now, let's, let's say your daughter was older and, and did that and, and ran up in the Capitol and got arrested. Would you support your child? What, what would you do in that situation? Absolutely not. I am teaching my <laughs> child at a young age right now that this is not what we do. This is not what the Holmes family does down here. We take care of ourselves. We take care of our brothers and sisters. I am a huge ally with the BLM movement. I think that it all starts with the raising of your children and yes they will get caught in the system some some people will get lost because their parents haven't taught them this but i think that us as allies and everything like that we have to teach our children that this is not okay and it starts at the root carrie let me tell you something white people like you give me hope uh, only thing still making me feel pessimistic about you is that you're from florida other than that everything <laughs> yeah, sure, we are thank one. you so much carrie we appreciate you for checking in Damn, Dramos, we should have said goodbye. I'm just being equal. I'm being equal. I know I, I get, I told you, you uh, that hang I hang up on black people too much. Yeah, you do hang up on black people. So now we hang up some white people. I like that. I'm glad. I'm glad. 800-585-1051. We're asked. We're asking, would you support your child if they ran up in the Capitol building, got arrested, and and needed some organic food in jail? Would you support your child? Call us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know in there. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast can, Club. Can we apologize to Carrie who called that Dramos hung up on so Yeah, that's so disrespectful, man. man. You ain't no You and Envy love to hang up on. You and Dramos I, love to hang up on people. It's Dramos handles. The phones. It's equality. <laughs> what you so mean it's equality? Spreading equality. Everybody's getting treated the same. Why you got your mask oh, on? Equality. I don't, want, I don't want the coronavirus. It's not you got an organic Dick Cheney in your th- What? You like With mayonnaise? Dick Tracy, Dick Van Dyke That's with some mayonnaise on it. What is happening right now? Or it's a zone either or on it. All right, anyway. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We're asking... If your child ran up in the Capitol building and got arrested, would you support him like the mom supported her son that said, my son needs organic food in jail? Would you support your child like that? Hello, who's this? Good morning. My name is Melissa. Hey, hey Melissa. Melissa. Melissa, you're you're another one of our faithful Caucasian white Caucasian listeners, right? Actually, my children are. What are you? I'm I'm on I'm along for the ride. 
Are you black oh, your and white? Your kids listen to the show. Your kids listen to the show and they got you listening. <laughs> oh, your kids. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. all right. Oh, but, but you, but you are listen. Caucasian. Yeah, she's Caucasian. Oh, your kids told you to call in. No, actually, I just dropped uh, my daughter off at school and I heard um, what you had said on the on air. Oh, okay. okay. Well, what are your thoughts? What would you do? Well, my thoughts are I would not approve of what he did and I would not uh, tell people that what he did was right. I would support my son. But uh, breaking into the White House and destroying property and, um, frankly, destroying any property, rioting and um, burning down cities is wrong, no matter what color mm-hmm. you are. So would you let him sit in jail or would you try like to... I don't what you just said. You're trying to equate the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah, and and by the way, there, there was some people that was looting and rioting during that, but they weren't part of the protest. It's a big difference between making a calculated strike on the Capitol building. It's mostly peaceful protests for Black Lives Matter. But I agree with the well, fact I would support my child. I wouldn't support that what they is your did. your opinion. And, and uh, I'm just saying either is It's wrong. a fact. <laughs> no, no. No, no. I mean, listen, yes, looting and rioting is wrong, but that's not what BLM protesters were doing. But that's not what we're talking about right now, Mama. I, I mean, I, it's, it's we, we, you know, you threw a curveball to kind of normalize it. But we're just asking if, you, if your daughter or your son ran up in the, in the Capitol building and wild out, would you support him or would you just leave him there? Absolutely, I would support him, but he would stay there. Uh, that's his decision. And um, honestly, I think that um, we're all being played here. Talk to us, Melissa. Come on, give us some of that good mm-hmm. QAnon conspiracy theories. No, I think we're all being played here against each other. And explain. I don't think it's right. I, I grew up on the south side of Fort Wayne. I went to South Side High School. You know, I had black friends. We were cool. We were cool with people, you know what I'm saying? There we go. All right. <laughs> 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 you hung up on her. Why you hung up on I don't, like, I don't like energy this morning. Okay? Could you stop? It's you can stop that. You got to have conversations with people. Once people start saying I have black friends. You lost me right there. But you got to have conversations with people you don't agree with. Why you hung up on her? We didn't even get to the good part. I was going to ask her next. What? Were your kids actually there last week? Because <laughs> I feel like they might have been. Travos got mad because she didn't say she had Puerto Rican friends. Couldn't have just let the lady talk. Damn it. Hello? Hi, I'm on the radio? Yes, you hey. on the radio. What's your name, this isn't radio anymore. Hey, hey, what's going on? This is your boy Chuck T out of Harlem. Um, I'm calling about to ask you a question real quick. I only know one Chuck T, and he's from South Carolina, sir. So Chuck T, Chuck, go ahead, I Chuck. So would you support North your corners. son? I got that pope. I went to Pope to got me a sandwich before I got on the plane. Love you, Charlemagne. Love you too, first. King. Angela Yee, I love you. Um, I want to send you a copy of my wife's book because I think it would be good for that. DJ Envy, okay. stop promoting Pachismo bracelets. I sent you a text message. They are garbage. The real reason I'm calling is Charlemagne. <laughs> Man, Pachismo bracelets. I don't even know what that is. Well, you've been you promoting it. Promoting tennis bracelets. Don't do that no more. Yo, you I'm on not Facebook selling tennis bracelets? <laughs> Yo, you a whole hoe out here. You a look, you be out here selling all types <laughs> of things on that. On the I ain't even on Facebook like that. You got your feet on OnlyFans. You selling tennis bracelets on Facebook? <laughs> Am I wearing the bracelets, sir? Real topic here, though. Okay, yeah, I got it, got it, Please stop telling people that the public defender's office is a cheap or a broke way for people to. Get legal defense services. Where did that you is, say that? Where are y'all doing all this extracurricular stuff? I don't know. How about, stuff how about though? It's not. 
What? It's not a four man service. No, I used to work for the defendant's office. So you telling me that people who you telling me that people who got afford the legal service. You telling me people huh? You telling me people who got money hire public defenders? No. No, I'm not saying that, sir. What I'm saying is I just don't want you to denigrate the public defender's office in your segment. You said that they were like a poor man's version no, of a lawyer. No, what I, no, I didn't. What I said was, what I said was mm-hmm. this dude is, is begging for organic food in jail so he can afford organic food on the outside but can't afford a real lawyer on the inside. That's what I said. No, I, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I agree with everything you said. What? I'm just saying as a former representative of the public defender's office, please talk about how to fund them more. So that way they would have the extra services and all the stuff that the other people. The problem is they overwork. Yo, they overwork. And they can't break king. down cases like other lawyers can. Can you answer the so question, guys? King, king, you sound hungry, King. No, king. not at all. So I used to work there, so I understand that. That's what I said. <laughs> no, 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 no. You sound hungry, King. What do you want to offer him? What do you want to give him? King, you sound hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just want you to talk about get more funding. Like if we're defunding the police to send that money other places, why not oh, true. send it to the public defender? True, uh, true. I, true. That, we're gonna do more budgets. Why not just send more right. money there? True. I, we, this I, wasn't. This I wasn't. Love? This wasn't necessarily the topic this morning. But this is the people's show. So, if you want to switch the topic, you have the right to. <laughs> no, but like Stephen said, just create the conversation to go to another conversation to create a broader content. To more That's right. The busted challenge That's all day. It. That's right. Well, thank you for calling. Start off wearing one thing, chest, you man. end up wearing another thing. Huh? All right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just huh? want to know what these bracelets are that I'm selling. And how come huh? I ain't get one? I can't believe you on Facebook selling tennis bracelets. Me you? neither. I didn't know that either. I want to at least get my, my PC, my cut. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story? I'm confused. Now. I don't even know what the hell we talking about. No more. <laughs> I, like, I, I, don't even know, I don't even know what we started talking about. I don't know what we just finished talking about. I'm just here sipping my Starbucks tea, man. My God, All right. Man. Well, if you're looking for bracelets, go to my Facebook page. Allegedly, I'm selling something out of there. I don't, I don't know. But... I want to see these bracelets. Me too. I mean, they might be dope. They done made a whole hoe out of envy. He out here selling fans on OnlyFeet. Selling feet on what I said? You said you fans said, on only feet. Fans on only you know what I mean? And selling tennis bracelets on MySpace. He wild. Hey, why not? It's pandemic. Well, what we got rumors coming up, E? Yes, and let's talk about this revival show where the cast members are gonna make more than one million dollars per episode. All right, we'll get into that next. Hold on, DJ Envy selling bracelets. And we got more Don't Move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake, wake up. Wake up. It's the Breakfast Club. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We lost <laughs> Yee on, on Revolt. You on Revolt no more? The show is over. Oh, oh, man. Why are you laughing, Charlemagne? I'm I'm laughing at Shave Room right now. It's just be little stupid stuff. Like, I'm, they posted the video of Don Lemon crying, and Rick Ross just posted under it, Lemon Pepper. <laughs> he ain't say nothing else. He just put lemon pepper. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's go. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, earlier we played you the uh, video, the audio of the woman who attacked Keon Harold Jr., the 14-year-old, and we're calling her Soho Karen. She does not feel like she had done anything wrong. Well, now the parents of Keon Harold Jr. are speaking out about uh, the woman actually attacking their son and accusing him of stealing a cell phone, and she was completely wrong when that happened. Here is what they had to say about what happened in the hotel and about her apology. Listen, I feel like her apology was as genuine as when she shushed you. You're 22, I get it. Enough. It said a lot. 
I have an issue with the idea of entitlement versus character. Basically, when it comes to her apology, he said Soho, right? Mm. Okay. Soho. All right, now, Keon Jr.'s mother also spoke about the trauma that he's suffering from, and she spoke about an incident that happened between the two of them showing how traumatized he is. When I went to hug him from behind, he tensed up. He literally tensed up. I said, Mom, can I ask you not to do that? It, 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 I can't. I can't. Wow. He keeps on asking the question, why? Like, why me, Mom? You know I wouldn't steal anything. I didn't know her. As a mother, to have to answer that question. She can feel her mm-hmm. son's trauma. Because mm-hmm. usually when you know you get hugged from the back, you relax. Right, Evie? I knew you were going to say something about that. <laughs> what? Is that why you try to hug me? That's why you try to hug me from the back. Like, what's wrong with you, man? What is wrong with y'all? You know what? I'm not talking to y'all no more. All right, now, Sex in the City, the cast from that <laughs> show, we told you already, is coming back to HBO Max. It's in the works. The women are going to be making one more than one million dollars per episode. There have been ten half-hour episodes that have been ordered. Production will start in late spring. But nobody got a person- budget for a girlfriend miniseries. They got What's the, wrong with you, they man? got the budget for another Sex in the City project, paying them women a million dollars a piece, but nobody got a budget for a, a girlfriend's miniseries. What about us girlfriends' fans that need closure? Huh? They put it up on Netflix, it broke records on Netflix screaming wise, and we can't get a miniseries, but we get another Sex get in the City? D- Who asked for that? Let's get it done. <laughs> Let's get it done. Now, Kevin Hart has signed a four film Netflix deal. Maybe he can get it done. He might. Listen, so, if Kevin can't do it, it mm-hmm. can't be done. Trust me. So this partnership calls for Kevin Hart to be the star of at least four films that he's going to produce mm-hmm. with the first look film producing deal as part of that as well. So they made a big commitment with this. And uh, Kevin Hart said partnering with Netflix is an amazing opportunity for Heartbeat and myself. I'm excited to act in and produce cutting edge films with Netflix. I'm extremely grateful to Ted Sarandos and Scott Stuber. We share the same creative vision and always put the audience first. Drop on a clues bombs with Kevin Hart. If there's one thing Kevin knows how to do. It's how to get that opportunity and that money out of these hey, goddamn corporate people. He know how to get that check. Yes, he does. That's my mm-hmm. business. One of my is business. it the last time? One of my business partners. The last time Netflix has done a commitment like this, it was with Adam Sandler, and they said it was in the $150 million vicinity. Sounds about nice. right. Get it. All right. Well, right. that is... And I do want to play this too. Chadwick Boseman's widow, Taylor Simone Ledwer Boseman, she made a very rare public appearance... Uh, this is the first time she has spoken since he's, his passing. And yesterday she did accept the Gotham Awards Tribute Prize in his honor. Listen to this. It is my honor to receive this award on behalf of my husband in acknowledgement not only of his profound work, but of his impact on this industry and this world. Chad, thank you. Mm. I love you. I am so proud of you. Keep shining your light on us. Thank you. Dropping wow. the clues bombs from my South Carolina brethren, Chadwick Boseman. So hard to hear that. Okay, wow. we need to get that statue up of Chadwick, uh, Chadwick Boseman in South Carolina. All right, put that statue right. up, Anderson, Anderson, South Carolina. Let's build that statue. Damn it, Chadwick Boseman All absolutely right. deserves it. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Well, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Today and, is hey, A. Marie's birthday, so we're going to... And, and, and Raekwon and Shepard. And Raekwon, yep. So we're going to get some of that on in the mix. You going to play some Raekwon, too? Yeah, some Raekwon and some A. Marie. Salute to A. Marie. That's the homie.
All right, right let's do it. Homie. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was pick up your feelings. Warning everybody. You know how disrespectful that is. NBA, what? For, for, you know how disrespectful it is for a woman to tell you pick up your feelings. Can you imagine if a person told you to pick up your feelings? It sounds like somebody said that to you before. Oh no! You tell me to pick up your feelings. I'm gonna say, well, you know, you might want to go pick up your vow tracks then, okay? Because we had unprotected sex. Not that I have herpes, so, but I, but so I would, you gave somebody herpes? No, I'm would, so confused. But I would say, I would say that, I would say that because my feelings Why? would be so hurt and my ego would be so hurt. You know, what I'm saying men have very fragile egos. My ego would be so hurt. I would say something like that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I would. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When you, back in in your day, right? Back, 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 a long time ago, right? Yes. When that young lady wouldn't let you in the house because she felt that you were too dirty, what 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 was your reply? That never happened. A woman, she never said I was too dirty. Where'd you get this from? Where, where, no. Where well, you she didn't let you in the house. Why didn't she let you in the house then? She's just embarrassed. No. Nah, like, <laughs> you know, she, listen, man. Listen, girl. Listen, girls smut guys out too. You know. So you got smutted out. I'm not talking about any of my hotels. If you can't sing your hotels or write songs about your hotels like Jasmine Sullivan, don't talk about them. My goodness. All right. Positive note when we come back is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. Um, listen, the positive note is simply this. If we don't change, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we aren't really living. Breakfast Club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? 